Good evening, I'm Paul DiRienzo with the headlines. On Friday, President Joe Biden made a case for passing a bipartisan border security deal brokered in the Senate. About 30 governors attended the White House speech. Biden told the governors it was time they grew a spine. Doing nothing is not an option. Compromise is part of the process. I didn't get everything I wanted in that deal, but you know, it's a positive step. The bill will give the feds temporary authority to expel migrants when the average number of daily crossings exceeds a set threshold and tighten standards for asylum screenings. House Speaker Mike Johnson has refused to schedule a vote on the bill after former President Donald Trump offered to take the blame if it failed. And late Thursday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu unveiled his plan for the day after the war against Gaza ends. The short-term goals are the same, destruction of Hamas, but he added medium-term goals, including an Israeli military buffer along the border with Egypt in conjunction with the United States. Netanyahu's plan also calls for the permanent closure of the United Nations Agency for Palestinian Refugees, UNRWA, the aid group helping Palestinians since the NAPCA in 1948. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he'll reserve judgment on Netanyahu's proposal. In related news, on Thursday, Doctors Without Borders Secretary General Christopher Lockyer told the United Nations the United States is complicit in the deaths of health workers in Gaza. We are appalled by the willingness of the United States to use its powers as a permanent council member to obstruct efforts to adopt the most evident of resolutions, one demanding an immediate and sustained ceasefire. The Gaza Health Ministry reports at least 340 health workers have been killed in Gaza since October 7th. In national news, on Friday, former President Donald Trump posted on Truth Social his support of in vitro fertilization and called on the Alabama Supreme Court to preserve access to the treatment. Trump wrote, Like the overwhelming majority of Americans, I strongly support the availability of IVF for couples who are trying to have a precious baby. New York Civil Liberties Union Policy Council Jenna Lauder says infertility is a huge problem in the United States. One in six people in this country struggle with infertility. This is an issue that impacts millions of people. It's really fundamental to how people view their lives and their ability to plan for their families and their futures. In related news, also on Friday, the National Republican Senatorial Committee urged its candidates to publicly express their support for IVF treatment and condemn efforts to limit its accessibility. In election news, lawyers for former President Trump in Fulton County, Georgia, submitted cell phone data to a removal hearing Friday. The evidence shows at least 35 calls between Prosecutor Nathan Wade and Fulton County DA Fannie Willis before Election Day. On Friday, Wade was asked how many calls he made to a condo owned by Willis. Prior to November 1st of 2021, you were at the condo more than 10 times? No, sir. So it'd be less than 10 times? Yes, sir. So if phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from the same location as the condo before November uh, 1st of 2021, and it was on multiple occasions, the phone records would be wrong? If phone records reflected that, yes, sir. They'd be wrong? They'd be wrong. Okay. Both prosecutors have admitted a romantic relationship, but testified it began after Willis hired Wade to prosecute Trump. Liars for the former president have asserted they lied. In local news, a 45-year-old man was killed in a clash on the D train in the Bronx about 5 a.m. Friday. It's unknown if he was shot or stabbed. Police are looking for three suspects who fled the train. The altercation on the D train comes 11 days after another shooting on the 4 train at the Mount Eden Avenue stop, also in the Bronx. Five bystanders were shot and a 35-year-old laborer, Obed Beltran Sanchez, was killed. Three teenagers have been charged in that crime. 
Meanwhile, a suspect in the brutal murder of a 28-year-old Queens woman at the Soho 54 Hotel in Lower Manhattan is being held in Maricopa County, Arizona. Rod Almazori has allegedly been linked to a carjacking in Scottsdale and the stabbing of a woman at a McDonald's in Sunrise, Arizona. The alleged victim in New York, Denise Olias Arancibia, was killed with blunt force trauma, according to police. Police sources have told New York papers they are investigating if Almasori is a serial killer targeting escorts. But the case took an unexpected turn when Maricopa District Attorney Rachel Mitchell told the media she wouldn't extradite the suspect. Having observed the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area, by the Manhattan DA there, Alvin Bragg. I think it's safer to keep him here and keep him in custody. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg shot back in a news conference. It is deeply disturbing to me that a member of my profession, a member of law enforcement, would choose to play political games in a murder case. Paul Drienzo, New York.